As we do this time every Sunday afternoon, we catch up with James McConey from Sky Sports to review the sporting week that has been and look ahead to uh, the sporting week that uh, may unfold uh, in front of us. James, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Elliot, from uh, sunny Sydney. How's the wind? Yeah, it's died down a bit, and uh, thank goodness for that. It's not going to help Sail GP come back in a hurry. They've cancelled racing for for today. I'm sure you've reported on that, but some of the pictures coming out of that base at Darling Harbour, just under the Sydney Harbour Bridge, are pretty shocking, really. People running for their lives. Uh, that's no exaggeration. Um, they were lucky that we're no, there were no serious injuries. Uh, but the, if you if you do want to um, have a look at something that is a near miss, uh, it's uh, all the videos are online of the Canadian sail being lifted off the catamaran and then suddenly just flip, um, flying wildly out of control, hits in one of those kind of sturdy steel-framed um, marquees. The roof of that goes flying into the distance, who knows where, um, and then just cue everybody running for, for their lives. It was shocking scenes, and now I guess what they have to do is rethink their whole logistics and, and plan. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the New Zealand one possibly um, maybe the New Zealand event maybe in a bit of uh, bit of doubt. I thought the Canadian sail was going to go flying and go airborne over the Harbour Bridge. It was that um, that uh, high up in the air. Yeah, that that was on the cards, right? It, 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 for some reason, and uh, it was just pure luck. Uh, it just slammed into. I mean, it was attached uh, most of the time, but there were, and there was a weight that was getting thrown around with it, a concrete weight with a hook on it. And um, it just got slammed into the ground. There are a couple of brave, possibly foolish um, people who decided to walk towards the sail once it hit the ground. But you could see it was far from over. That sort of um, storm was raging by that stage. And look, I, I really want Sail GP to succeed because as a sport, sailing is something that in New Zealand we've cared about for a long time. But it really, if, if the sport itself wants to be talked about um, outside of the America's Cup, the Olympics and let's say the round-the-world um, yacht race, it needs Sail mm. GP, you know, and I, I applaud them for doing it, and I think they can fix it. Um, I know uh, there's a lot of Kiwis involved. We've got um, Sir Russell Coots and Carl Budge, uh, two of the key people. I'm sure they will they'll, um, be working on uh, what happens next, and hopefully, like you say, um, Littleton, it's in jeopardy uh, in mid-March, but hopefully that goes ahead. Indeed. Uh, have you managed uh, in Sydney to catch much of the uh, the Black Caps uh, under lights against England? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm staying with an absolute uh, cricket fanatic. So our, <laughs> what we do is watch Australia doing slightly better against India, and then he's quite happy to say, let's watch uh, what happened in Mount Maunganui. And, um, yeah, it was – look, I think <laughs> – I think it's uh, the key is uh, they've got two night sessions to one, isn't it? Really, is yeah. what's happened, um, and that's how they've done it. But I, you've got to say that baseball is real, Elliot. It's baseball a thing. is real. It's a thing. I, I think yeah. we've got to em- well not embrace it, but go. Hey, this is a, a method of cricket that is working for this English team, and um, and, and they're pulling it off. Yeah, well. England would never have batted like that in their first innings ever, any incarnation of it. I'm not listening to David Gower um, commentate because I'm over here in, in, in Australia, but I would like. I hope that someone like him would acknowledge that it, the game is just rapidly changing because of someone like Brendan McCullum. And looking at that run rate sort of creep up around seven or eight or wherever it was for a while is just phenomenal stuff for Test cricket. Um, it was the right tactic. Um, Tim Southey probably ruining the fact that he chose... Uh, to bowl, I think the the late great Don Bradman said, you know, if in doubt, bat, and then even if you're really in doubt, still bat, you know. <laughs> um, so it's like the whole thing is, uh, we've we've 
if batting is uh, a discipline, then bowling is an art. And what we saw last night was one of the great artists, really, who's um, uh, created a masterpiece, old um, Stuart Broad, with flashes of pink everywhere. But four clean bowls, Elliot, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And, and then things like that. No, it was beautiful bowling. Um, pink ball, red ball, white ball. It was it was clean bowling from Stuart Broad. Uh, the likes I've never seen. I do wonder if what Jeffrey Broycott might have thought might think about baseball. Uh, just incidentally, you'll <laughs> <laughs> be not liking baseball. <laughs> Absolutely, Super Rugby Pacific. I know you're a big Chiefs man, um, James. You're looking forward to it kicking off on Friday. I am. I know it's a false storm with the Chiefs doing so well in preseason, and I know there's so much work to be done. It's nice to see, but look, let's be honest. Um, what we have to worry about is how strong some of the other uh, franchises are going to be. We don't really want blowouts in Super Rugby. And over here, I've had a chat to Sean Maloney, the the Australian commentator, the the number one caller of the game in Australia, and you know even he's worried about the Western Force and the and the state of some of these some of these teams. So look, let's hope we get. Um, get some good contests. Uh, you know, we want Moana Pacifica to be strong and yeah. Western Force and those those other um, franchises that are either building or are being rebuilt. So uh, at this stage, I'm happy about the Chiefs. I still feel like the Crusaders have got, um, uh, it's theirs to lose. They just have, they're stacked. They are stacked. You look at that team, yeah, they're getting back Jack Goodhue and Joe Moody. They still won it without them last year. Um, yeah. Although you think next year, uh, James, a player exodus because we're going to have Richie Moonga going, Sam Whitelock, a whole host of other players, Bowden, uh, Aaron aren't going to be there next year. It's going to look quite different this time next year, isn't it, with the, the players departing? Yeah, and, and even no razor, right? Mm. So that changes all the breakdancing plans and all that sort of stuff <laughs> has to be thrown out unless they can get another breakdancer in. But the one key I find, and I always thought even, Elliot, when we were at the um, 2019 uh, Rugby World Cup, we were sort of thinking what's going to, who's going to be the big... Uh, buyer will someone come in and pay you know five million euros for Bowden Barrett and they, they actually New Zealand rugby has done well to keep our talent and use that J- Japanese sabbatical and I think that's the only hope really now um, into the future is the the you know the wages go up and New Zealand will struggle um, to compete with that but that's it we need to sort of get alongside Japan and say look all our players are coming up here on sabbaticals. Can we maybe sort of somehow not have the seasons overlap so badly? You know, there, there's, there needs to be a little bit of cooperation on that front because this season is almost parallel now, isn't it? It is. It, it overlaps big time. And um, yeah. And until that gets sorted, players are going to go and, and skip seasons and go for longer terms. You know, I think, yeah. you know, that, that's the only answer, I think. They need to come to some sort of resolution. Yeah, so look, I'm happy for the OE to Japan. You know that if <laughs> if they go to um, to Europe, they they're gone for a long time and they and they'll be um, thrashed because of the 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 packed schedule over there. So, you know, um, Viva Japan, I'm 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 fine with that, but um, that's probably the only way to keep our top players in, in the future. Look, in that family mart chicken in Japan would be enough to get me get to go on a sabbatical um, You know, from the, the convenience store. I'd happily go on a sabbatical to Japan for quite some time. Oh, bro, family mart or Lawson's, and I know we're probably going down a, a convenience store wormhole here, but um, you've got the chicken at the counter, so your impulse buy is fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got uh, some crazy sort of like other delicacies up there, some that probably don't taste so good. You can buy a single boiled egg. I like that. Um, and then you've got your 
your ramen and stuff that um yeah you, you you'd never walk past one of those convenience stores and um and not go in no it's like the willy wonka of um of convenience stores uh, james mcconey thank you for your time enjoy the rest of your time in sydney appreciate it cheers elliot all the best take care mate we'll see you do. next time catch you soon that's james mcconey joining us on weekend sport as he does around about this time every uh, saturday no sunday afternoon